So in June, I had the privilege to go to Lithuania and work with a missionary couple who had been there for two and a half years. And about the first thing that went through your mind when I said Lithuania was, where in the world is that? Because I didn't even know where it was when I signed up for the trip. Um, it is in Eastern Europe next to Russia and Poland and Belarus and Latvia. So it's way on the other side of the world, like Max said. Um, I agreed to go on the trip and I thought that I would be working with kids the whole time, that we would be doing VBS and I would be with the kids and that's what it was going to be. And I did work with kids, but God had a lot more in store for me than just working with the little kids. I went with a team of just four people. It was a very small team. Um, and we went to do VBS and home visits and really just to um, encourage the ministry of the missionary couple that have been there. Um, we stayed in a place called Vilkovishkis, and during the day we did the VBS with the kiddos. These kids had never had VBS before. They've never had people come and visit before, so it was all totally new to them. Um, what we didn't expect was for all the teenagers to show up for VBS also. So we had made our whole thing for like 5 to 10-year-olds, and we had 5 to 19-year-olds. Um, but the funny thing was, the teenagers loved all the activities just as much as the little kids did because they never got to do stuff like that, make silly crafts like sheet magnets out of cotton balls and um, do skits and things like that. But they, and sing really silly songs where they could laugh at the Americans, but they absolutely loved all of it. And weirdly enough, I spent most of my time with the teenagers, which is very different for me. Um, but um, I'm just going to go through a couple of the things that we did and tell you some of my favorite memories from them. Um, VBS, one of my very favorite memories was we were making crowns for King David, and we had brought um, craft jewels that you just pull off the back and they stick on. They had never seen anything like this before. And, you, I mean, we put it on the tables, and there was all this, <gasps> and everybody started grabbing at the jewels, and the little kids were, like, filling their crowns with jewels. Um, one little girl in particular, Aisha, I went to put her crown on her head, and I couldn't get it to stand up because it was so heavy with the, with the jewels on it, so I had to lay it on her head. Um, and I walked into the other room where the teenagers were, and the teenagers had made crowns just like, the little kids, but they had also gotten out their phones and they were blinging out their phones with the jewels, <laughs> which is very teenagerish. <laughs> Another one of my favorite parts was that every afternoon we just went outside and played with the kids. There was a park across from the church, um, and we had brought a big long rope. We did jump rope um, where we'd have like four or five people jumping at the same time. They were much better, better at it than the Americans were. Um, and bubbles and beach balls and all that kind of stuff. But my favorite was the day that I brought out a box of chalk. And they all followed me over to the sidewalk, and I laid it down, and nothing happened. Everybody just stood there. And it took me a minute to realize they had no idea what it was. So I got down and started to draw, and the next thing I knew, there were no more chalk left in the box. They were all spread out all over the sidewalk, and they are extremely artistic. But this one little boy in particular, his name was Arnis, and he was 10. Um, he had not really participated in the activities at VBS. He 
was very shy during the skits, never wanted to be a part of him. He wouldn't do the crafts, wouldn't do anything like that. None of us were able to connect with him. Um, but I saw him over to the corner drawing with his chalk, and I went over and sat down, and I realized that drawing was definitely his passion. And I realized that he was drawing a wolf, and so I had no idea if it would be the same word or not <laughs> translated, but I said, is that a wolf? And his eyes lit up, and he got so excited, and he was like, wolf, wolf, wolf. So the next thing I knew, for the next hour and a half, we played this game where he would draw an animal, and I would have to guess what it was. And thankfully, he knew what they, were all, what they all were in English, um, because he learned the animals from an English book. So that was very helpful, because I don't really know what we would have done if he had known them in Lithuanian. But, um, and we were serious. I mean, he did a kimono dragon and everything. I mean... We were, yeah, not just dog and cat. I mean, it was, it was big time. Um, and while I was spending that time with him, I found out that his mom um, had stage four cancer and was getting ready to pass away. And he doesn't have a father, and he just has one sibling. Um, and so I told him that my mom had died of cancer and that I didn't have a dad either and that I had one sibling. And that just really bonded us. Um, and for the rest of the week, I had a 10-year-old little boy as um, my buddy, which I would have thought would have been little four-year-old girls. But I have my 10-year-old, my 10-year-old Arnest with me for the whole week. But it was because God had given me an experience that I could share with him. Um, one of the other big things that we did was every afternoon we went on at least three home visits. Um, we usually visited the teenagers' homes because they were really excited and wanted us to come over. So it was usually with them. And at every home visit, they pulled out their very best for us. They don't sit at a table and eat. That's just not how they do their meals. Um, but they would pull together some sort of little table and things for all of us to sit on. And they always served hot tea and hot coffee, which is exactly what you want when it's 85 degrees outside. Um, and they always had snacks on the table. They were just extremely hospitable and giving us their very best. Um, one lady in particular, Januda, she decided that she was going to make us one of the country's favorite foods. And it's a soup called Schwartibarska. Let's just not say it's my favorite. Um, if you look at it, it looks like a bowl of Pepto-Bismol. Um, <laughs> it is pink with chunks in it. Um, yeah, it's not so good. No, it's not Pepto-Bismol. I think Pepto-Bismol tastes better. I had to choke it down. But I was still very thankful that she did that for us, and it was a nice gift, and now I can say that I've had it and that I don't like it, but that I've had it. Um, the hardest home visit for me was probably with 16-year-old um, Ingreta. She actually had never let the pastors come to her come to her home before. She'd never let anybody come over because she was really embarrassed by her home's condition and by her family. Um, but she had spent time with us and built relationships, and she really wanted us to come. Um, so we got there, and I walked in her house, and I honestly felt like I was in Haiti. I walked into a little concrete shack with holes in the walls and a dirt floor and hardly any furniture. Um, but she had scraped together enough stuff for us to sit on. She had borrowed teacups from neighbors so that she would have enough teacups for all of us to have our hot tea. Um, and she was extremely open with us. 
Um, and she told us about her life. She told us that her mom had been an alcoholic um, since she was a little girl, and that her mom had um, a boyfriend that was an alcoholic, and he was a very mean drunk, and that whenever he came home, she tried to hide because she was scared of him. Um, so we, we were able to talk to her um, about how to get unstuck because she felt like she was stuck in it. Um, about how to get unstuck, and we really just talked to her a lot about God's love and that she wasn't alone, because that's how she felt. She felt like she was alone. Um, and later that week, it was really neat because she got baptized at church that Sunday, so we got to watch her be baptized, and that was very special. Um, there were so many other precious home visits, but one more really stands out to me, um, and it was with this 80-year-old lady, and I could not pronounce her name to save my life, so I'm not going to try. Um, but she has diabetes really bad, and she's confined to a wheelchair. Her legs and her feet are extremely swollen. Her hands are deformed from the work that she did during the Soviet occupation. She did something with chemicals. It didn't really translate very well, but somehow her hands got deformed. And she's not been out of her apartment for over four years because it's on the sixth floor and she can't get down. So she's extremely lonely. Um, at the end of the visit, everybody else had walked out and I was the last one to get up. And I really felt God telling me to go over and give her a hug before we left. And so I bent down, I gave her a hug and I gave her a kiss on the cheek and I told her in Lithuanian goodbye. And I stood up, and there were tears rolling down her face, and she was crying. And she grabbed onto my hand, and she sat there for about 30 seconds just holding my hand and crying, and then she kind of patted me for me to go on. But that just broke my heart because I've never had one hug mean that much to anybody before. Um, the most amazing part of the trip for me was that I shared my testimony for the first time in public. Um, I had heard their stories all week, and I just wanted, to, wanted them to know that I could relate to a lot of them, um, and I wanted them to know what God had done for me. So after church, I was totally surrounded by the teenage girls who were all telling me about how my story identified with them, and I was able to sit down with each of them and um, talk to them specifically about what they'd gone through. Um, Coraline has no parents and um, is very lonely. Um, Ingreta has been abused. Vika felt like she wasn't good enough. Um, Corinna is in a very deep depression. Um, they all just had really hard stories. Um, but because I had gone through a lot of those things, they listened to me. And they told me that... Um, that my story really showed them that God can restore them and that God really does like love them despite everything that's gone on in their lives um, and that God does have a plan for them. Um, Vika, um, I gave her a hug at the end of talking to her and I told her that I was so glad that God had let me make a new friend. And she just grabbed onto me and started sobbing. And I was like, did I say something wrong? Was that a bad thing to say? Um, but I found out later that in Lithuania, they don't call everybody friends. Like, I would stand up here and be like, you're all my friends. Everybody's my friends. That's just what we do here. They are not like that in Lithuania. Everybody is um, an acquaintance. And your friends are the people 
that deeply love you and that are close to you. Um, and so by saying that I was her friend, it meant a lot to her because it meant that I loved her and that meant something to her. Um, so that was something that God did without me even knowing what I was doing. But, um, you know, we often ask God, you know, why is this happening to me? God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you being mean to me? Um, and I've asked that a lot over my life. And this trip answered that question for me. Um, if I had never gone through the life experiences that I've gone through, I would not have been able to connect with those precious girls or with little Arnest. Um, and someone once asked me if I could go back and I could change my life and erase all the bad stuff and have it just be a wonderful, happy life, would I do it? And I know now that my answer would be, no, I want to keep it the way that it was. Um, obviously, those times were not fun, but they are for a higher purpose. And God showed me through those precious girls um, how I can help others with my story and bring hope to them. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. Um, so God really sent me on this trip just as much for them as for me, because he did a lot in my heart over it, too.